0: just take the first step man right the dream is free but the hustle comes with a price like you got you got to you got to move
1: Welcome to The Wayfinder Show with Adam Lacey and Luis Hernandez, where guests discuss the why and how of making changes in their life that led them down a greater, more authentic path or allowed them to level up in some area of their life. Our goal is to dig deep and provide not only knowledge, but actionable advice to help you get from where you are to where you want to be. Come join us and find the way to your dream life.
2: All right, welcome back to the Wayfinder Show, Adam. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. It's another sunny
1: day here. How about you?
2: I'm doing good, but not as good as you. Congrats! I heard you're getting a step closer to buying a a new business.
1: I am. I am. I'm still, you know, under confidentiality agreement till we close here. But but things are looking good. Got loan approved. Things are things are moving forward. So things are yeah, good. that's
2: exciting, man. You're it's making you're making that happen quick. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying.
1: Don't yeah. jinx me, man
2: but yeah, no. I'll try
1: not
2: to. Yeah, well, but I'm yeah. really excited about today's guest here. This is a longtime friend. He was actually, uh, I, I, I truly credit this guy for not being homeless throughout college. Uh, he was my roommate in college <laughs> and his family actually owned the house. And if it wasn't, wasn't for him. I don't know how I ever would have been able to afford going to one of the more expensive schools in the country and one of the more expensive cities in the country. Um, so I, I owe a lot to I him, him. I and mean, he's, he's, uh, exemplifies the kind of people we try to have here he's become very very successful and I'm really excited about sharing his story uh with the world here so uh I Hector Motavo welcome welcome welcome, Hector to the Wayfinder show
0: it's great to be here guys I'm looking forward to this this is great excited yeah Yeah.
2: thanks we're excited to have you here so heck tell us a little bit about uh, I know you're from Boston tell everybody a little bit about what it was like to grow up there well, that
0: was a long time ago, because I'm almost 50 now. So it's tough to remember that that far back. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I was, uh, I mean, I'm gonna date myself here if I didn't already, but um you know, growing up in, in Dorchester, I've spent a lot of time growing up in Jamaica Plain and then in Dorchester, uh, which uh, are, are, you know, I, I think they've changed a lot now. I think last time I was in Jamaica Plain, there were a lot of like dogs walking around with people and stuff that was very different from w- when I was there, that's for sure. But, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was, I was really blessed, I think, with my family or my mom's, you know, setting me up with this, uh, there was this thing called the MECO program, I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of this, but it basically just took kids from the inner cities, and they bust them out to the suburbs for a better education. And it's really fortunate to, uh, uh, to get connected to the schools, the town called Weston, uh, Massachusetts, it's one of the most prestigious uh, towns that we have in Massachusetts, and uh it's one of these places where a lot of like the professional athletes live you know like a lot of the boston bruins red sox celtics etc and um you know I, I just never forget going to uh to the uh to the campus that first day you know and 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 seeing the grounds and seeing how there was grass uh on the fields uh not having chains on the doors was a was an eye-opener for me i, I you know i'm sure that's illegal to do these days but um, that's what it was like in the schools that I went to in, in Boston. And, uh, um, you know, I was really fortunate to be assigned a host family when I was there. And uh, one of that person happened to be a guy named ML Carr, who used to play for the Boston Celtics, actually. He was their head coach for a couple of years. Right? Yeah, his son was in my class, actually, uh, uh, Mike Carr. Wow. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, I that think was, he was
2: on one of that- I'm sorry. ML was a, wasn't he uh, a center during the championship years with Larry? Well, well, I don't think
0: he was a center. He was a, I think a forward or something. He was basically a role player. But he was on the team,
2: right? Yeah.
0: If you ever see any of the old school eighties films, he's the guy waving the towel on the sidelines, you know, fired up for everybody. You know, one of these guys that comes in. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, you know, it was really fortunate to have him as my, my host parent and, and family and, um, you know I'll never forget going to their house for the very first time um you know we pulled up to their to their driveway and I was like which which side of the of the house is yours and he's like what do you mean and and entering their house for the first time like the (laughs) ceilings were like triple the size of what I was used to they had like a, a piano in the in the in the living room like the bathrooms were trimmed in gold like it was just another level you know and I just I think that was kind of like the starting point for me to see that there's two different types of, of, uh, of lifestyles, you know, like two different ways of living, you know, where I grew up in, in Boston and in Dorchester. And then, you know, seeing, seeing this was kind of a, an eye opener for me to kind of change my perspective on what I thought was possible. I also had a, another classmate uh, whose father owned like half the malls in, in Massachusetts or something. I never forget going to her house for the first time. She had like 18 rooms. Uh, in her home there was like a gift wrapping room there were do- there were uh, tunnels underneath the the road that were built so the dog wouldn't get hit by the by cars and shit like it was like it was pretty full-on you know wow uh, um so yeah i think he you know it was uh it was interesting growing up obviously in boston in-, in that time but i you know i was very fortunate that my parents set me up for that for that school and um, you know, got me out of the situation that we were in and, and gave me a whole new perspective on what I thought, you know, what was possible for, for my life, you know, and being around great people and successful people that were, um, you know, doing big things was, was really inspirational to me and gave me kind of that first step to go, all right, I think that there's a different path that I can take outside of what I've seen so far, you know, in my life, you know? Uh, even, I mean, even still to this day, you know, with the exception of my mom, I mean, my, my whole family still works in the factory, And that's that's just that's just what I thought was was supposed to happen, you know you just you work hard you pay your bills you just you know you pay your dues, whatever and you just take care of your family and that's that. Um, And being around these guys when I got a chance to, to go to that school and really changed my perspective on what I thought was possible for myself, you know so um you know it's interesting time growing up in Boston it's interesting because when I go back to Boston right like when I left Boston that was like 2004 I think it was when I opened up my first business actually that was maybe 2002 actually and so I haven't really been back there since then um and so when I go back now it's like a whole new city because I get to do shit that I never did before you know like get to go to nice restaurants and go to the games and stuff like that and watch the Celts play and the Red Sox play you know it's like a whole new city for me but um but yeah man like it was a interesting upbringing great great parents you know taught me a lot of great values and um just again really fortunate that you know my mom set me up with that school because I think that was probably the uh the source of everything to change my perspective on what I thought was possible for my own life you know
1: did you have trouble fitting in 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 Weston when you first got there
0: uh no adam i was actually quite the cool kid to be honest with you man i was like the the eighth (laughs) grader with a mustache you know (laughs) nice uh so uh (laughs) yeah you know i've I've always gotten on with everybody i'm such an easygoing guy like super open to whatever and so uh yeah no it was it was i mean i had my uh experiences there you know again i was like you know not many minorities in that school um you know definitely had my run-ins with certain situations that weren't quite exciting to deal with, but um you know i, I outside of that, it was all good, you know it was great I made some great friends there like that I'm still friends with obviously today and, and some relationships that have lasted forever. I mean um you know there was a, a gentleman there named Jerry Remy who uh, unfortunately passed away, I think it was last year, I believe it was or the year before that he's a, the color commentator for the Red Sox. And so um I mean that guy made such a huge impact on my life like let me borrow his glove when I played uh baseball you know cuz we obviously we couldn't afford you know uh, equipment and stuff and he just let me borrow his glove that he used in the pros and was you know brought a lot of the the Red Sox to like our our dinners and stuff and it was just he was just so instrumental to my development and I actually named my first child after him like that's how much of an impact he made wow. on me and um So yeah, I I mean, there was no outside of the the you know a few issues, you know, some some racial stuff that kind of happened and uh, racial profiling things, but uh, outside of that, it was it was all good. You know, my my relationship with my classmates, my teachers were were pretty good, pretty good. Great.
2: You know, heck, I'm wondering. So when you you had friends from back, you know, in Dorchester where you were Growing growing up. and then you went to MECO and then you started making new friends and yeah. obviously being of different classes and privileges and what have you, they probably also thought very differently. Right. So I'm curious to know what, are, what, what are those different, just like, how, do, like thoughts, I think that, that might've been different that, you know, kids growing up in Weston might have that kids in Dor- Dorchester did not. Yeah, sure. To be honest, I didn't
0: really see much of a difference. I was actually quite surprised, you know, like I never forget, when I went to my first, you know, doing the tour of the place, you know, and like um, seeing that again, coming from the school that I was going to the middle school where, you know, you're getting, you were locked in all day to having the opportunity to walk outside and have your lunch by a pond with some ducks. That was like an eye opening experience for me. And to see people like complaining about the school, I'm like, dude, you have no idea um, how fortunate you are. So I was actually quite surprised to see, the attitude and mentality of some people there um to be honest most people there you know i had my my kind of close friends you know that were were a little bit different but to be honest like it was actually kind of the same you know like um my friends from from the city were. you know they had their own limitations and 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 you know just never thought that they could amount to much and just we're going to do whatever they were going to do and it was quite funny to see that people in this school were actually thinking the same way, which totally blew me away. Um, you mm. know, that they didn't mount up too much when I was like, dude, you have like everything to your disposal here. You have a great school, you have great resources. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. How a lot of people didn't take advantage of, of those opportunities. You know, that was, that was actually quite surprising actually. So it's interesting you bring that up. Cause I didn't really see that big of a difference, you know, it was still kind of the same mm-hmm. mindset It was a different level mindset, but it was still the same, you know, which was, which was quite surprising <laughs> to me. Yeah. So it sounds like
1: there wasn't, you know, too much difference, like you said, but, but obviously there were subtle differences. Like you said, you, you saw the kids that had it all, that maybe yeah. weren't taking advantage of it. Do you feel like anything throughout that dichotomy played into how you raise your own children?
0: I think so. I think, Adam, you know, being, seeing both worlds, man, like, I think it's really, help put things in perspective you know i was actually talking to my team throughout the week like you know i've been working with people or getting paid to work with humans for like the last 27 years of my life in some capacity you know whether it's you know counseling kids with with louie you know when we used to do those the boy scouts of america back in the days to you know teaching. Uh, primary school, or I, I, that's what they call it here in England. I, I, I've been here long enough. I don't even remember what they call that. I think it's elementary <laughs> school uh, back in the states. Uh, to doing some gang counseling when I was in L.A. for a bit, like you know, to then doing what I've been doing for the last 20 plus years, like um, you know, it's 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 interesting to see like this, the same people are the same no matter where no matter where you go it's the same attitude it's the same mindset people just repeat themselves over and over and over again it's quite interesting to see that but um you know by having the two different perspectives of two different worlds like my big thing with my team now is like how do I explain like how to develop a, a, a great attitude um you know I'm still working on like what's the perfect way to get people to understand how you develop a better attitude right like we all know like we all talk about like the importance of like having that positive mindset well i've kind of whittled it down to like a few things you know number one it's like who you surround yourself with right like that's a huge part to develop the way that you think you know we're you know i mean i studied sociology with ludia at at, uh with um louis there at northeastern and um you know it's one of the things that i learned there you know you're a product of what your environment is you know if you spend time around people that speak a certain way you speak that way too um you know if you hang around a bunch of crackheads you'll you'll probably be a crackhead you know if you hang around people that are really positive and excited and whatever then that rubs off on you too so i think you know who you spend your time with is such a a huge thing towards your own mentality what your mental diet is like the information that you take in what you're reading what you're listening to the, the videos that you're watching the movies that you're watching has a huge uh, part to do with that, because at the end of the day, like what what we think is how we act and, uh and how we portray ourselves to the rest of the world. Um, For me, like as I've gotten older, like, you know, I've been through a lot of a lot of ups and downs and started, um, you know, gratitude became a huge thing in my life where I started to stop focusing on the things that I didn't have and start focusing on the things that I did have to make me realize that, you know, things aren't that bad and uh and I think last but not least like the thing for me now is all about perspective you know it's like you know my baby sister unfortunately passed a couple years ago and you know when I was trying to build my business um there were a lot of negatives that I dealt with and even still today you know obviously covid um you know wasn't the most positive thing for for a business like mine we're a face-to-face business and we weren't able to see people face to face so that obviously you know, we took a big hit there for the last few years, and we're still recovering from that. Uh, fortunately, we we made it through it, but we're still recovering from it. And you know, when you put things in perspective, comparable to what other people have to deal with, you know, things aren't that bad. And I think that that's what really helps develop that positive mindset and attitude. And so, yeah, I think that you know, being exposed to so many different things, a lot of ups, a lot of downs um a lot of challenges and negatives i think it kind of creates a little bit of a callus around my my mindset or my attitude and uh and i do and i try to you know try to relay that to my kids and get them to understand that um there's a difference between you know uh, losing and being defeated you know those are those are two different things there's a lot of things that we're going to try and do in life that we're not going to do well at and we're going to get beat at but it doesn't mean that we're defeated you know when you look at any successful sports team, for example, like most of them, don't go undefeated for the year. They do have some losses, you know, along the way, um, and those losses are usually their best games because uh, they learn from them and they learn to make those adjustments so that they don't get beat by those same negatives that beat them before, and uh, and that's what helps them become more successful. And so that's a lot of what I try to you know instill in the kids. You know, it's like, look, man, like we're gonna do a lot of things. There's gonna be a lot of times that things aren't gonna go our way, but there is a difference between losing and being defeated. And it's actually funny because I actually ran a conference not too long ago. It was about 400 people at it. We ran it at this uh, at the Etihad Stadium, which where Manchester City play. Uh, we did this leadership conference and I actually showed a video of my son who's he's 12 years old right now, but he was seven at the time. And we were uh, walking to I, I forget where, but he got a chance. He was with me on Saturday in, in my office. This was in 2018. and eighteen, and. I had to go at my team for something i don't remember what it was but afterwards we were walking towards wherever we were walking to and he started talking about like you know the the differences between losing and how that's so important in life and i actually videotaped him doing it and it's actually really cool it's like a two-minute video (laughs) and i showed it to everybody it's actually I put like dramatic music on the background and stuff it was actually quite cool and i was like this dude's fucking seven he's seven years old and he already thinks that (laughs) way You got to be like, and then I was like, but where do you think he gets that? Cause obviously he's around people that think that way, you know? And so, so yeah, I think uh, a lot of that, Adam is a huge thing that I try and instill with the kids is, is, you know, that positive mindset and that attitude of, of that difference between losing and defeating, you know, those are two totally separate things.
2: Hector, if you can share that video as a link, and we'd love to put that in the show notes
0: if it's just at all possible i'd love to i'd love to but, he, he gets yeah. like gary v in it dude he's like you know <laughs> with the music and he like stares yeah. in the camera <laughs> you know it's actually quite good yeah, yeah. Great.
2: Nice. that's great please that's do great. please do so love man you started dropping the knowledge uh, right right off the get so let's just uh you know, that, that was quite a bit to take in. I'd love to backtrack a little, a little bit and just kind of yeah. go back into your timeline, if that's all right. And go, you know, can just skip people um, you've you teased about having started businesses and all that. Like yeah, talk about how, how that all started, what it is, maybe how you got to where you are right now. Uh You teased about being in England.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think I, uh, I started a business, uh, in 2001, I believe it was 2002. I, um, you know i left university my, my goal was obviously to be a teacher and i did that for a little bit i um you know at northeastern louis as you know you know you have the co-op programs there so i would you know i'd spend my co-ops in la um you know and i, I did some teaching there and uh, i was doing some gang counseling there as well and things actually got a little dangerous for me there physically and i ended up having to move back to uh you know to boston people didn't appreciate when you when you interfered with their deliveries if you know what i mean and so uh I ended up moving back to Boston and a lot of my, you know, friends would say, like, you should get into business because, you know, you enjoy dealing with people. And I never thought of it. And uh, my first business job was in recruitment and um, I was 20, I think, 23 years old at that point. Um, This was in uh, in Copley, uh, a recruiting company there. Um, you know, this, the internet was still quite new, uh, back then. So anyone who knew how to program or do websites and soft, you know, put the program in for websites, they, they did really well. And so at a you know, I was 23 years old and I think my salary was like 52 grand a year. And I literally knew nothing about that job, literally nothing. And that was kind of an eye opener for me to go like my whole life. I was told you have to go to school to get a great job. And all of a sudden I found myself doing something that I had no idea what this was. And I was earning double the money. Like I, it just made no sense yeah. to me. It
2: was and literally so, double what I was making with, with having the degree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so that, yeah.
0: that's why I was like, wow, this doesn't make any sense, you know? And so I was excited about it, but like, you know, like anyone else, you know, you're like, all right, what happens next? And, um, you know, as time went on working in that company, it's like, you know, you start thinking about what's next. And so I started looking around at the people around me and uh, great company, great people. Um, but I was like, all right, is this what it really, I'm gonna do for the next 40 years. And uh, there happened to be a vacancy that came up and I was technically the next guy in line. And, um, you know, I remember being really excited about that Friday when they were making the announcements. Like i never wore ties. I wore a fucking tie that Friday. Like I was like, I'm so sure that this is gonna be me. And like all right we have an announcement and i'm like tying up my tie and, and like bringing some random dude from some other company and i'm like what the hell and you know i was so pissed off that weekend and i was just like i couldn't believe it and um but that's that's it is what it is you know that that was that and so i had happened you know the guy that sat next to me was actually looking for a new career and uh, i started looking for new jobs too and he went on an interview um uh, before I did, we we applied for the same company. I had no idea, and he told me not to go to the interview. You know, they said these people are crazy. There's like music playing in the lobby, and like it was just really weird. Uh, and he said, "Don't go." And um, yeah, I don't really like when people tell me what to do. And so I actually went on the interview just solely to spite the guy. And um, and he was right. I didn't like it. You know, the first 15 minutes out there, I was actually going out doing direct selling. It was residential sales, and um you know it wasn't that big of a thing for me it wasn't my kind of cup of tea but um you know I wanted to leave after like the first probably 15 20 minutes of the interview but you know the guy that took me out on my interview he was older than me um he was funny he was confident had goals had visions had a you know like you just I never met anyone like that in the workplace it's like it's like if you ever see like a really attractive woman with a not so attractive man it's like right now like my my partner she's like a bikini uh, bodybuilder. She's like a a UK national champion. So when we go out, I'm sure there's people that look at me and go, what's going on right now? That guy must be really funny or have a great personality or whatever. Right. And so it's like that, like, that's how I looked at him. I'm like, you could do anything you want, but he was doing door-to-door sales. I'm like, I don't understand that. And I asked him and he was like, and he was just so good, man. He kept my curiosity up. He's like, wow, if we make it to lunchtime, I'll explain to you why we're here whatever. And so I ended up sticking by the guy and like, you know, next thing you know, I'm like, you know, 20 years later, man, I'm, uh, you know, I've I've been in the, in, in the direct selling business since then. And so he, it was uh, a really inspiring, you know, uh, being around a guy like that. And that's kind of what, what kind of got things going, like I wanted to be around people that, were faster, thought bigger, had bigger, you know, fat, bigger goals, more ambition, like I want, I needed that in my life. Um, and and unfortunately, I, I didn't have that at that point, at that stage in my career. And so being around people that were like that were really inspirational to me and, and helping me kind of kickstart uh, a future for me that, you know, I've, I've been doing ever since. So yeah, I don't. I don't actually even remember what the original question was, but <laughs> so <sorry laughs> I, I rambled on there for a little bit. No, that was
2: great. That was great. I mean, it just goes to show you, uh, going back to an earlier point, like who you surround yourself uh, with. You you surround yourself with somebody else who just uh, took you to another level, right? Expanded totally. your mind and everything, and just took you to uh, led you to all the success you have now. And uh, that's great. That's yeah, kind of yeah. what we want. Uh, the purpose of the show is yeah. to find other people at a playing at a whole different level to expose. The world to to what is it? How, it how do they think
0: and that's yeah. it you know it's like you know one of the things that i remember learning at uni was a you know these kind of four stages of learning you know it's like the first thing is like you don't know what you don't know so it, it's tough for you to know what that is and and it, i think i think it's called like the unconscious incompetence or something like that and then it was like your conscious competence where it's like you know that you don't know so it's like, you know, guys, if, if it was like, if you and I, like if we were on like a, a locomotive train and the drive, the conductor passed out and like I got to drive it, we're fucked because I know I can't drive. Like we're going to die because I know I can't do that. Like my, I'm consciously aware that I'm, I'm not capable of doing something, right? Like that's your second stage of learning something. Your third stage is like you, you know something, but you got to think about it. So it's like, if you guys remember, like when you kiss the first person in your life, you're like, I, I seen this shit on TV. I know I'm supposed to do this. And, and you, but you still gotta really think about it. And then that fourth stage of learning something is like, you just know it so it's like instinctual, you know? It's like all of us, you know, like the three of us, we all walked at some point today. Like none of us thought about that process of walking. Like, all right, I move my right leg now. Okay, what happens next? Like we don't, it's just all in our subconscious and so yeah man being around people that are that that have a different attitude a different mindset that that is so instrumental to developing that attitude so instrumental towards it and so because you just again you're just not aware i mean that's the classic rich dad poor dad book right By, by robert kiyosaki i mean that's what the whole book is about right his whole life growing up um you know with his father compared to his friend's father who uh you know his father, his friend's father was like a a businessman entrepreneur his father was a working class man and how both adults dealt with the same situation and their perspective with dealing with issues and so again when you are uh, you know you just you don't know what you don't know so being around people that think in a different way um that have bigger goals bigger ambitions whatever it's just it's super important if we're gonna get anywhere in life you know like our, our, our at? if you think about the word attitude right like attitude if you look it up by dictionary it's like a settled way of thinking so it's like w- what you believe it's like your 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 philosophy your ideology what you think is right what you think is wrong what's good what's bad whatever like your 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 mental health your physical health your spiritual health the relationships you have with mom dad boyfriend girlfriend husband wife like we create that space with our our attitude our way of thinking and so if we love that space awesome you keep doing what you're doing but if you don't like what that is that something needs to change and unfortunately that doesn't happen on its own like change is super deliberate
1: Hmm.
0: and that is something that i've had to learn throughout my career. is that there's a, there's always another level man there's always someone else who thinks bigger faster stronger and um and for me like i try and spend as much time as i can with people that are like that you know multi-millionaires people that have bigger goals bigger ambitions bigger drive because then i look at my shit and i'm like oh man like this guy's on a different level and that, and that helps me. It helps me kind of get out of my 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 little box that 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 I've created in my head, my attitude, my settled way of thinking, uh, to expand on that. And so again, I I can't stress that enough. You know, to be around people that that are thinking on a different level, man, it's so important.
1: Do you have any tips for people trying to find? people to associate with? How how do you get yourself associated with people that are on that different level?
0: Yeah. I think what's interesting now about the internet now, it's like, you know, when I first started off with my business, like it was like weird, you know, it's like, you're like, in uh, like people, my friends like thought I was in some cult because it was just weird talking about entrepreneurship, running a business. It was just, it's a, it's a different time today. It's different. You, you go online and you search, I mean, you'll find a billion people, But there's so much stuff online that you could literally just get in the mind of some of the most of the world's successful people in so many industries. And so for a lot of us, maybe we don't have that, you know, friend or colleague or someone that I can physically touch. And, you know, that's obviously the best thing to have. But, you know, in today's day and age, like you can literally just go online and, you know, and research somebody and find out their story and find out how they got to where they're at. And that's to me something that was really important. Like I, you know, it's not like I had all these great people around me. Like it was just, you know, I just happened to have certain people along my life that ticked some boxes off for me. And like, it was really helpful, but I also did a lot of my own research. Like I was so fascinated by successful people. And like, what you know, like I, I studied JFK, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, uh Hitler Mussolini fucking Bill Gates Donald Trump like all these people that had accomplished all these great things and when I when I think about the commonalities between all of them um and we'll leave Hitler out of this for for two seconds but like like the the most common things between all those people was like number one was was their perspective like their attitude right like their 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 perspective was always glass half full as opposed to half empty so when robert kennedy was like into women's rights and whatever like people like it's not going to happen he's like no no it's going to happen let's let's keep going you know so that was a huge trait that so many successful people have another trait that i noticed was like when everyone else gave up these people just kept pushing so you look at someone like martin luther king what was his thing it was like equality and we're going to do it in a nonviolent way and so these people would race down the march down the most racist streets of you know the states And people are like throwing rocks at them and shit. And like, you know, you see videos of like Jesse Jackson wanted to jump in the crowd and Martin is like, no nonviolent, nonviolent. So where everyone else gave up on the idea, these guys kept pushing, they kept going forward. The work ethic part, you look at someone like Bill Gates, like Bill Gates and his boys, like they used to challenge each other, like who can stay up more days consecutively, just programming, right? Their work ethic was second to none. And like the fourth thing that I noticed was like, all of them were, everyone thought they were all fucking crazy. And so when I went through some of my like crossroads in my career, and I would think about that, I'm like, so many people in my life were like, why are you so positive all the time? You know, why are you, you know, why don't you just quit what you're doing? Dude, you're crazy. And I'd like, I'm like, all right, I'm on the right path because this is what all these guys had to go through. So, you know, that language of success is just it's not in you know, it's not specific to one industry or like one anything. I mean, it's it's the same. It's universal. It doesn't matter if you're in sport, if you're in theater, if you're in business, if you're whatever, it's it's all the same stuff. You know, all these people talk about the same exact thing. And so when you when you do that research, if you do have the 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 being fortunate to have people around you, that's great. But if not, then just go online, man, like this there's so much information on there of people that have just accomplished great things and they're just giving out the information to people like you'll see like you'll just see that it's it, everyone is just saying the same exact thing they have a maybe a different way, a different spin of 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 saying it, but it's still the same It's work hard, have a good attitude, right keep pushing when things get fucking hard, and you'll figure it out and and that's that period. <laughs>
2: sounds like the show's over right there <laughs> <laughs> that's it no <laughs> just kidding yeah I, I i i gotta i think there's a good place to test. i was probably one of those crazy guys back in the Not day, day heckos yeah. who said hey what are you doing this is crazy and i i obviously got a whole lot of egg on my face so i'm grateful that you didn't listen to me or anybody else and kept going because uh your, your your success is great now so and now we're all learning from it so. Yeah, I mean, there's,
0: and there's a there's I mean, there are limits to it, you know. There's also like delusional optimism as well, where people are just like, sure. you know. So I think there is kind of a, a fine line towards it, and I think again, as as long as, um, you know, for me, and I I can only talk about my story here, but for me, I it, having people around me that had had accomplished what I was trying to accomplish was re- like that was the 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 beacon for me that if this dude can do it, there's nothing stopping me from doing it as well. And so, um, again, you know, if, if the resources are there, you know, you you, you have the, the confidence in yourself. You know, that's the, that's the, that's a big thing that a lot of people uh, miss out on, um, because if you don't, it doesn't matter what people think of you. Like, Louis, I can think you have all the potential in the world. But if you don't believe that in yourself, it's all it's all irrelevant. Uh, it's, it it doesn't okay. matter and so you know unfortunately what we do in the dark always comes to light and so and that could be really positive or, or that could be negative as well you know like if in the dark I'm like hustling grinding doing the things I need to do busting my tail like eventually that you know that that's gonna you know that'll pay off but if behind closed doors and in the dark I'm second guessing myself doubting myself like then yeah man that again what we do in the dark will always come to light for sure. And once you,
1: you know, well, let me say it a different way. So I think, you know, you mentioned the difference between delusional optimism and, and people that are truly successful, like, like yourself. And I, I think a big difference is taking action, right? Because you can, you can go into it with starting off in this optimism that's maybe not founded anything, but you start taking action and you realize, okay, either I, yes, I can do it. And I'm going to take to putting one foot in front of the other and keep going or yeah. you know what maybe maybe making 10 million dollars in year 1 wasn't really feasible so i'm going to pivot or i'm going to adjust my goals but i think just taking that action and just getting in and grinding is really the way to get to success right i mean it's 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 just the next step after everything you already talked about get your mindset right and then just do the damn thing
0: 100% dude the dream is free the hustle is a it costs money <laughs> you <Yeah>. know so <laughs> I think all of us I came across something actually i'll share it with you guys I don't know where the hell I found this, but it was talking about like. I think at the end, like all of us want bigger better right we all we all want to do those things that, but that requires a little bit of change in us and I came across this thing that was talking about like the four reasons why people change and it was like the first one was like when you. I've, if I can even remember this, it was like when you heard enough that you have to change. The second one was when you see enough that you're inspired to change. The third one was when um, you learn enough that you want to change. And the last thing had something to do with like when you receive enough that you're able to change, you know, like there's, there's every single one of us want something better in our lives. Like that's like the whole point of life is always just to, 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 when you rinse and repeat that, you just do it a little bit better. And at the end of the day, man, like I see so many people spending so much time thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and not doing. I heard Les Brown once say that the the, the most richest place in all of the world is the graveyard because so many people have all these great ideas that they just never act on and they just die with them. And like the hardest part, man, is just taking that first step and just act and I find that a lot with like this generation of people it's like everything has to be perfect you know like everything this needs to be right that needs to be right and when those things are then I'll go you know and that's again you know I, I don't know if this is appropriate to say on the show we can edit it out but I my dad used to say to me those who hesitate masturbate you like you gotta just keep going like you put your first step forward and go just take the first step man. right? The dream is free, but the hustle comes with a price. Like you got, you, got to, you got to move. You know, you got to, you got to take some action here uh, and start moving towards accomplishing whatever the goals are.
1: Yeah, and I think it's human nature, right? To kind of overthink things or, or almost find reasons not to do something, right? Like, oh, well, this could go wrong because I don't know 100% of this thing. And in, in reality, if you just get to, I don't know if it's 65 or 80 or whatever right. that percentage is you need to get to and then just jump, You'll figure it out. And 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 honestly, I I think part of it goes back to the culture in where everybody's a guru, everybody's got a book, everybody's got a video series. And it's like they're making money because of this. So they're pumping out the education one after another after another. And it's almost easier to fall into this wormhole of of like, okay, now I'm gonna read this book and now I'm gonna read this book and now I'm gonna read this book. And you forget, like, oh shit, I'm not gonna actually do anything if I don't actually take action. I can read six books a month and if i don't actually do anything that i learn from those books i might yeah. as well have just been watching netflix all day
0: uh it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> when you say that adam because you know i i i support and encourage and and, mo- and mentor a lot of sales within our industry and i and i get a lot of these young entrepreneurs always asking what book can i read you know what video can i watch and i'm like dude, there's no book or no video that you could ever watch that would ever be better than your own book. What I mean by that is like, if I could take all of like all my years of like experience and knowledge and squeeze out a nugget, one of the best pieces of advice that came to me that I'll share with you guys was like, just study your yeses. Like when things go really well for you, why did they go well? What what were we thinking? What was our process? What was like, How did we go about our days? Like, why did it go well? And so many people spend so much time talk. Well, you know, one customer said no to me because of this, or this, you know, deal didn't work out for me because of this. And we spend so much time, you know, trying to figure out why things didn't go well. That we're just—it's—it's a crime not to spend time to think about when things did go well in your life. So if you study your yeses. You know that you, you start building on that right i'm always suggesting for people to document your success because there's no and i got that from I, I think the book is called um oh crap um i think it's called the winning bible or something like that it's about some dude who like you know is married to some olympian or something like that and you know that was their thing you know they would just write down the successes like how they went about their day when they when they won at something what what happened what was their process whatever because all of us at some point you know we, we all hit those roadblocks right there's always like issues or problems or like we all of us go through that and a lot of times you know it, it, it you know it affects our confidence and when you have when you can go back to some of the stuff that you've done when things were going really well you can you can literally read that and go holy shit I haven't been doing that oh my God I used to start my day doing this I'm not doing that oh my God I used to you know contact so and so and I haven't done that in two years or whatever and so there's no success book that you could ever read that's better than reading your own and so of Hmm. course those other things can be helpful to spark and whatever but like there's a total difference between motivation and drive Like motivation is something that's temporary, right? It comes from an external factor. Someone talks shit about you, you read something, saw something, whatever, and it like fires you up for like 20 minutes. Drive is something that's internal. It's, it's, it's permanent. And so we we use motivation as repetition, right? To like kind of, you know, build the attitude muscle and get that stronger. But like that drive, like that comes from within. The drive is internal motivation is something that's just again you know we we all watch something see things and we're like ah but like 20 minutes later we're we've forgotten about it we're we're back to doing whatever drive is something that comes from within <clears throat> and so you know you develop that drive by the repetition of motivation you do that over and over and over and over again like eventually you'll you'll develop that but you know when you see it come from yourself as opposed to you know, watching something on YouTube that someone you're like, look at this guy, he has no arms and legs. And if he can fucking do it, so can we like, that's great. And that's cool. That, you know, it's a great thing to kind of get things going. But like, you got your own journey, you got your own path. And there's like, you, you know, let's get excited about the small things and those little victories. And I don't see enough people do that. Like, I see so many people get Fired up and so excited about the end result. And like when, if your reward is your end goal, you are fucked. Like you're like, you are set up for a life of insecurity because the majority of the things that we do, we don't, we don't accomplish. And so if my Mm -hmm. reward is my end goal, then I'm just, I'm going to screw myself up. There's so many other little things that I could be, you know, focusing on and like getting excited about the fact that I did whatever right it's like breaking things up into smaller bites you know i went to i go to south africa once a year for this award ceremony this guy has become a great mentor of mine and i remember and listening to him talk for the first time and he was like how do you eat an elephant like that was his first question i'm like what the fuck how do you eat an elephant what is this dude going on about and his thing was like you know you just it's one bite at a time right that's how you eat an elephant and so you know, it's just getting excited about narrowing your timeframes to just focus on what's in front of you and what you can control right now. And, and, and and if you do that, and you do that consistently through time, you'll see a, a bunch of these little victories add up. And if you take care of those little things, the big things will always take care of themselves, right? It is like the classic compound effect, you know, there's a book by a guy named Darren Hardy talks a lot about this. If you go online, you'll, you'll find this as well. Uh, but it's, 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 it's us putting, you know, the right effort, putting in the right work, you know, having, doing the right things consistently over time that generates these big results, you know? And I'm always talking to that about with my teams, right? It's like failure doesn't happen because you do one thing wrong. Failure is like when you do something wrong all the time and success is exactly the same thing, you know, success doesn't happen overnight. It's like you doing the right shit consistently through time that develops that, that success hell
1: yeah and there's a reason why the compound effect atomic habits slight edge and a million other books are all written about that exact same topic because it's so true Mm. and it's it's the path to success Do the little things in the background the unsexy things and next thing you know seven years later you're an overnight success right totally
0: i i remember i think it was uh um uh what's his name What's indiana jones name What's his name? Oh. Uh, Harrison, oh. Ford. Harrison yeah. Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison <laughs> Ford. I remember him hearing him say, "It took me 15 years to become an overnight success." Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: my favorite, being a runner, is a Usain Bolt says something like, "I trained for 14 years to run nine seconds." Yeah. yeah. There you go.
1: I've never heard it put that way, but yeah, that, that's great.
0: That's such a great example. So, like, it's like you know, in that sport, right, in his sport the greatest guy, right, like gets all the sponsors. I remember listening to uh, oh, Jerry Seinfeld joke about this, right? He was like, the gold medal guy gets all the sponsorships on the talk shows, right? Like gets all the money. It's like that guy compared to the guy, you know, it's like a photo finish He's like, you know, the difference between like winning and losing. It's like a, a hair, you know, it's like a split of, it's like if, He's like, if the guy had a pimple, he would have won. Do you know what I mean? So when they do like the photo finish, he does yeah. this thing where he's like, gets on the screen. He's like, greatest guy in the world. All the accolades, all the money. Never heard of the guy, you know, it's the funniest <laughs> shit ever. But the, and that, that's so great. I mean, if you think about that in so many things, like you look at golf, like, the difference between the 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 first place winner and the second place winner and the money that they earn is just so different. And we're talking yeah. about like one fucking shot. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 the little things make such a big difference. And it's like you know you look at like uh you know there's this great video that I show to my team a lot when I'm talking about like that one percent one percent. It's uh it's called two hundred and twelve degrees, right? Two hundred and twelve degrees water boils, but like two hundred eleven is just hot. You know, it's just that one degree, and that one degree, you know, when it starts to boil, that's it creates steam, and steam can run a locomotive, you know, like it can move some big shit, you know, just by doing something so little. Well, well heck man,
2: you've you've dropped a lot of knowledge for us. I think there's there's a lot of people who, who are uh, gonna learn a lot and be inspired by what you said so far. But we're we're at the point in the show where we like to have a rapid fire question. So uh, I'd like to start with uh, a hack. So what is, uh, is uh, something you use, you know, to just uh, like a, a productivity tool, uh, an app, uh, you know, something you use to to cheat life with?
0: Well, I think at this stage of my career, I get pulled in a lot of different directions, you know, like I'm not that 25 year old, 30 year old, that's a single guy, nothing else going on, just my business. Like I have four children, I have a family like that, you just get pulled in a lot of different directions. And so you know, it's, 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 it's not as easy for me to have as much time as I used to, to do certain things to help with that development and that education and that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this app that I use uh, called Blinkist. I don't know if you guys have heard yeah. of this. It's basically yeah. just yeah. takes you guys have. Okay. It's just, yeah. It, yeah. It's just all the cheat sheets to the book, you know? So yeah. like for me, the cliff
2: notes, basically at, the, audio, the audio cliff notes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. love it because uh, that's it's at the end one. of the day. Like when you get a book, you only remember like two or three things anyway, you know, true, from true. that book. And so for me personally, that's why I enjoy that particular app. But um, it's just it's more of a time a time thing for, for me more than anything.
1: Love it. I like it. So now, name a favorite. This could be a a movie, a book, a band, a podcast,
0: anything you just you like. Oh my god that is so unfair. Um, I guess <laughs> the very first thing that came to my mind, uh, I'm in a business that deals with people. And I guess all businesses deal with people. And so this I hate to say to be so cliche, but like the only book that I ever read, cover to cover was how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. I mm. was like the only book and what's great about that book is like, you can read that over and over again. And because you're looking at things from a different perspective, because you've just dealt with more things in your career, you, 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 it comes off very differently. You know, it's like when you watch a movie and you've seen it multiple times, you're like, oh, I didn't even pick up on that last bit there, you know? So um, that's a really difficult question, but that's just the, the first thing that came to mind. And when I was developing a team that's of great. people, like anyone who would ever get promoted in our industry like I'd, I'd go buy them that book and and have them read that because at the end of the day I mean it doesn't matter what business you run it's it's all people right like it's you know how you make people totally. feel and that's to me that's like the most important thing like it's all it's all about like your ability to to make people feel great um and um for me that's that's just kind of my my go-to thing I guess it's the first thing that came to mind I'm sure if I spent time thinking mm-hmm. about that I can think of seven billion other things like, even last night, dude, I was watching Puss and <laughs> Boots last night, like the new one. And like so many parallels. Did you watch it? <laughs> and like, there's so many parallels, dude. I like cried in the movie. You know what I mean? And it's like a kid's movie. And I'm like yeah. crying. I'm like, all right, this reminds me of me and my former lives, you know? there's so many things. I think when your brain kind of works that way, like you just always do that. You know, it's like, you see two pigeons on the street. You're like, that reminds me of that time I was training somebody, you know, anyway.
2: The heck what's something you would tell you, tell your 25 year old self.
0: Uh, I'm not sure if it's appropriate, but what I will say on this is, you know, this is a thing about, uh developing of of ourselves and trying to better ourselves let me tell you i I would tell you is is i've come up with kind of this little formula and this this might sound stupid to you but you know first things first is commitment right like i've always had an issue committing with anything i've ever done in my life i was like good at baseball but never true, like fully committed myself to take that to the next level. I was good at school, but like never fully committed myself to like doing that. You know, and, and it just goes on with so many things in my life, right? I was so good at a lot of things, but never fully committed myself to it. And I think that when you, when you have commitment towards accomplishing something or doing something and you add resolve to what well, to that formula, resolve what is that like having fortitude fighting through navigating yourself through tough times like just stay committed to the goal if you do those two things that equals growth if you're committed and you have resolve you grow and that's not just in business it's in life if you commit yourself to your relationships you know, like you commit yourself. That's, you know, one thing I've, I've learned in my personal life, like just managing a personal relationship is fucking hard, man. Like it, it, it's, it's hard. It's just hard. And I, and I spent so much of my younger t- lives just like, well, I don't, you know, just complaining about stuff instead of fighting through and just like figure it out, man. You know, like it's, it's a two-way street. Sometimes it's going to be on your side. Sometimes it'll be on their side. Like just figure it out. You got to fight through this stuff. And that's what makes a great relationship. And so it's not just in business or any of our, you know, the things that we're doing in our day to day, it's just life in general. So if we commit ourselves to doing something and then having that forwarded that resolve to fighting through and navigating ourselves through those tough times and like just being that like fucking island of calm and the sea of chaos, you'll grow. That's what I would say to myself.
1: That's great. Well,
0: what I would say on 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 this thing, uh, if it was not on this thing, it'd be something else. But <laughs> we'll get that one off camera for another show. <laughs> uh, what do you think holds people back from being happy? Oh, themselves. <laughs> it's like, it's not even it's not even a debate. the The one thing that holds us all back is just ourselves, man. Like again, it just all comes back to our perspective and like. um, you know, I, again, I, I get that asked a lot in terms of our business and our industry, like what's the toughest part that you had to go through? Like, it's just, it's just ourselves. Like, it's that, that mental warfare that we have been between our ears with making the right choice or the easy choice. Um, And, and I think all of us know the difference between the right choice and the easy choice. And I, you know, and that's, that becomes the warfare, man. Like that becomes the mental battle that so many of us have um in trying to you know carry on our day-to-day life you know it's the it's the easy thing to hit that snooze button it's the easy thing to to eat you know whatever you're going to eat or have that you know that meal that you shouldn't you know you shouldn't have it's the easy thing to do that but what's the right thing so I, I I truly truly think that what stops us from being happy is just ourselves that we don't stop to take some fucking inventory of like the shit we do have. And we spend so much time thinking about what we don't have, that it like totally blinds us of like, what's good in our lives. And like, you know, when I think about some of my tough times, and Louis will know this, you know, like, I've gone through a lot of ups and downs, a lot of personal things. And like, going through divorce and like my grandpa passing, my cousin passing, my cousin taking her own life, my sister passing like it was like one shit after another. I'm not a religious person, but I just remember at one point in my life just falling to my knees and going like what do I do? I got you know, like I don't I don't know how to pray, like I you know, and I just started saying like, well, I have a I have a roof over my head. You know, I was able to eat food today. I still have my mom and dad. I still have this. I still have that. And like that, that mindset of just having gratitude and, and showing gratitude as well. Like that was something I've always been, I've always had difficulties with as a coach and as a business owner, like it's tough for me to give recognition or like give credit when you're for shit you're supposed to do. Like that's tough for me. And like, as, as I, as I started to do more in that spend more time like with that like for me I just think gratitude is like the healthiest human emotion of all time I think that if we spend some time just taking a little inventory of like what we got I think we we you know that helps us start realizing that look I do got a lot of great things going on for me our number one critic is just ourselves like we're our biggest competitor and so if we don't take time to just kind of stop and go all right well you got this you got that you got this you you know, there's there's still some things we gotta we, we we have to accomplish, but you know we're we're making strides towards it. And and remember that it's not again success isn't an overnight thing. It it, it takes time to develop that.
2: Well, thank you for that, Hector. If uh, people want to know more about you, you know, maybe be in touch with you if you'd allow something. Uh, what uh what's the best way for that?
0: Well, I'm not a big social media person. Um, So um, I, you know, whether it's just emailing me or contacting through this thing, you know, whatever you guys are doing here, this is the wayfinder show, like I'm more than happy to, to do so. Like, I think that's, you know, I think when I look at my life right now, it's like you go through different stages at the beginning of my life. Like I, I, my thing was like making money and getting paid. And then it was like, about getting recognized and winning awards and being in magazines and this shit. And now it's like, I just understand that my role in life is being served to be of service to people, right? To help people like think differently, to expect more from themselves, to realize that there's a lot more that we could be doing for ourselves. And if there's anyone that I can do that with, if there's any one person that we touch by this conversation that we've had today, man, that's a win. That's a win.
2: Right. Well, thanks again, Hector. I knew it would be, uh, it, you know, it would be great to have you on. Uh, I've, I've watched, you know, we've pretty much known each other since we were kids, you know, and uh, yeah. and, and I've watched your growth and I've admired it. And to see how, how uh, our paths have gone and, and see the success that you've achieved, which is immense. Uh, I, I knew you had to have, so, have something different up there in that noggin. So I'm glad you are able to share that with some of our listeners here today. Uh oh it's
0: awesome guys i'm really glad that uh that that you guys had me on here and it was a a a privilege and i and i feel honored to have this opportunity to to share this information with you guys and hopefully it was helpful yeah
1: i think it was and i think you know you talked about touching one listener i i guarantee there's going to be more than one so again absolutely much appreciation my brother we will uh talk again soon hopefully We hope you've enjoyed The Wayfinder Show. If you got value from this episode, please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will allow us to help more people find their way to live more authentic and exciting lives. We'll catch you on the next episode.